Coach, you jumped out to a 10-0 lead early in this game, but uh, things really turned. How, how did things turn so uh, drastically in this game? Well, it was kind of a combination of things. Uh, first of all, the offense going three and out, back to back to back series in the second quarter had a lot to do with attributed into that. You know, we get at halftime. I don't know the exact numbers, but you know, their offense ran over 50 plays and our offense ran over 30 plays. So, even though you know we're up to a to a fast start, you know, when your defense is getting worn out because they're you're, they're on the field the whole time, eventually something bad's going to end up happening. You. Uh... There was that fake punt play that happened in the first place. Was that a called play, or did that uh, well, something go wrong there? It was ba based off of if something happened and you had it, take it. And he got caught in limbo. You know, he got caught in that gray area where you know it. And it really, in hindsight, in hindsight, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't do it. But you know, uh, if he had if he had a certain look, he was he was he was capable. He was able to do that. You had a big play in the second half, but it turned into a scary play for Tony Pearson. I know the crowd was very concerned uh, after what looked like one of the biggest plays of the game. Yeah, I think I think he landed on the track. I don't know that. You know, that's uh, that's what my kid said to me when I went over there. He was, you know, he was his eyes weren't really open yet. He was, you know, breathing and moving a little bit, but his eyes weren't open yet. But you know, the trainers and doctors were all over it, and then he started talking, and then he started moving, and and he actually, you know, actually is moving around. Okay, you know, in the locker room, was just his head hurts. So I'm sure, I'm, sh I'm sure that you know he took a good knock on the head and has a concussion. and probably, probably miss some, some substantial substantial time. It would be my guess. Okay, you uh, no time really to to wallow in this one because you got conference play coming week after week. How do you bounce back from uh, from this game today? Well, one thing we're going to do is you know after. You know, we're going to have to critically evaluate everything that happened from, you know, coaching and play calling on one end to performance on the other end. And then, you know, we're going to have to go through, go down, you know, go down there with a nucleus of players that we believe, you know, all give us the best chance of competing to win. Coach, thanks for the time. All right. You're welcome. That's head coach Charlie Weiss. Guys, back to you. Hey, first of all, before we get started... And don't worry, I'll hang around and answer any questions you have. Uh, I'm not running out of here anytime soon. But before we get started, I think that um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say uh, on behalf of the whole Jayhawk family, we want to send our condolences to the Maloney family, friends, everyone from the high school after after what has just transpired in the last 48 hours, it's not so much as a coach, but as a dad and you know, who, and a loving parent, it's it's a nightmare. It's just a, a, a true tragedy. And um, you know, I know everyone feels that way, but you know, I have a little different feeling towards my kids, meaning my team. Um, when a player is either on my team or committed to be on my team, I believe that part of my responsibility is be to be like a dad to them. I don't try to be their dad, but I try to be like a dad. And when it happens with anyone, any any anything that happens pains me, but not like this. So um, all I could do is share my sympathy with the, his family and friends and. Wish Godspeed on, on Andre.
And well, you know, it's it's funny you ask that. I was uh, going Friday morning because I was in the loop, you know, in the loop of what was happening. And my first question isn't a, a shame, but my first question I had to do was call compliance and say, "Am I can I go? Am I allowed to go?" You know, that was so. You know, we kind of went back and forth on that one uh, right there. Um, I will make sure. Um, it, without everyone knowing all the things, it was not good from early Friday morning. It was not, it was not good, you know. Now, when I went to bed late Thursday night, I didn't know the magnitude of what we were dealing with, you know, but when I'm talking early Friday morning, like five o'clock, it was, it was already not good. So at the time, going, going to the hospital, we, we decided I'd be more of a distraction than a help. You know, because already you're dealing with, you know, a critical, a critical situation. So we played it out all day long, and I was in communication, you know, the whole time. And, you know, now that, you know, what's happened's happened, you know, I'll make sure that I get over either for the wake or the funeral. I'll be, I'll make sure that I represent the team, and I'll make sure that I get over there. But I'm, uh, in no way when I'm saying these things about Andre, am I trying to take away from the game, okay? I want to separate the two, you know, because obviously there's a lot of negative to talk about from the game. So let me not use this situation as a buffer leading into talking about the game. I just think that it's not only apropos, but I think it's absolutely necessary for me to, to say those things before we before we get going. So well, it, text, text, pace. Well, I don't uh, think that the, here, here's the problem I have with that game. And, you know, I'm always across the board when it comes to blame, you know, but you know, we set up the game, we, we set up the game in anticipation of trying to, trying to make sure we didn't get into a, a horse race, you know, because I don't think we're set up to be in a horse race. You know, that's not how we're composed at this time. And when it got into that one, I mean, you think you think about it. You go from ten nothing at the end of the first quarter to get an outscored forty-seven to nothing, basically early into the fourth quarter. So in a little over two quarters, it's forty-seven zip. Now there's a lot of things that come into that. Okay, there's three and outs on offense. There's a gray area on a on a on a you know on a punt you know on the punt keep. You know, which in hindsight, you know, you have back, you you know, he wouldn't do that. But, you know, I'm not sitting there and saying it was just he did it completely on his own. There was a gray area there, which I'll ultimately take the responsibility when there's a gray area because, you know, kids are kids. And, you know, if they have to do too much thinking, sometimes that could end up happening. But I think that you'll see. I don't know exactly what the stats are, but I know that in the first half they ran over 50 plays and we ran a little over 30 plays, and really your defense starts to get get worn out. I don't think the pace was was the problem. I think it was the volume of plays that you know that became the, that became the bigger problem. Is there a a field position and distance to go? Where you just remove the gray area and you absolutely don't try, no matter what you see, is the point where you don't try something. Yeah, there, there is, a, there is a field position, but you know when you go into a game with a, with a one, de one definite look, of all the things they do, they have one, 
one look that really, it wouldn't make a difference whether you needed 10 yards or you needed 40 yards. And it, it didn't present itself. Okay, and uh, the young man felt that it did present itself and that therefore presented the problem. It wouldn't, Tom, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have made a difference. You know, so therefore you don't get scared off of it when, you know, this was not like we called it. You know, it was the, the same call was there for every single play until, the, until that happened. So if the first punt it would have happened, he would have done it on the first punt. It was if you get a certain look, it wasn't where the field position was. Coach, you talked about the offense three and out have contributing to part of the problem there. Do you have any idea why the offense? Well, one of the big problems that I saw in the game, and I, Matt, it's important for me in a game like this that I don't single out anyone without really having done, you know, the, but I mean, the quarterback center exchanges alone, you know, killed us. I mean, we're third and one. that we'll throw some false start penalties on there too, you know. And, and our players were a little upset, and they had a reason. Which, although I understand the reason, it's not acceptable, you know. But so, but you know, you have third and one, and a ball snapped on the ground, or the ball snapped over the quarterback's head. And like I said, you, you're not just blaming the quarterback center exchange, but when I go back, I'm sure it's going to be at least a half dozen maybe more, and some of them in criticals. Sometimes you don't even see them because sometimes you'll see a ball handed off like you won't see that the ball was on the ground and the guy got it up and got the ball handed off. But it really restricts you with what you're doing, and it really hurt, it really hurt the ebb and flow of, of, of what we're doing. Charlie, you talked about Louisiana Tech game, about getting the inside run game, getting that right. Stop start again today. Is that a worry about a well, Part of that was we we actually thought we had one package. We we came out and empty. That was throwing the ball. Then we had one package going in. And we felt pretty good about that. We were going to be able to run inside and outside. And that's where some of those quarterback center exchanges presented themselves. So you never even got a chance to so with some of the things you were expecting. You know, never even got a got a chance to really run the gamut on them. So I mean, like, like I said, that was just one of the problems from the game. But that was that was one of the things that kind of stood out for me, which took away some of the best firepower. It took away some of the best firepower you had in the inside run game. Speaking of the flow, talk about putting Michael in there as part of that package. Well, I mean, to be able to run, to be able to run inside and outside. One of the thought processes there was when you don't, when your quarterback is no threat to run, you have one less guy to defense. And just his presence, just his presence out there, whether he was running the option or handing it off, okay, usually loosens up the inside run game because you have to respect the outside run game. You had a lot of success offensively on those first couple of series, and then just kind of get a brick wall with Tech, do something, change something defensively? No, as a matter of fact, they didn't. That's what bothers you the most, you know. You know, they were walking in and out of, out of looks, but they basically, you know, they, they basically stuck pretty aggressively with their cover four look. They they got in a little five-man rushes, you know, but not nothing that should have, you know, nothing that should have, you know, 
you know, gotten you. And they had a couple times where they played uh, man coverage, man coverage where the quarterback's waiting for somebody to get open. But nothing that there, nothing presented itself that these guys haven't been practicing uh, against for the last couple of weeks. So what did change then from the first ten minutes to the last fifty? Well, when you when you have one, let's say in a three and out, okay, in a three and out, if you have a false start or you have one 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 negative play, I think when we go back and look at this, and I don't know the number, I wish I did, but I'm not that smart. I think when we go back and look at the negative plays that happened in the game, okay, there the the picture is going to tell tell the story. I think that we had too many negative plays in the game, and I think it'll. And I don't think it'll be glaring once once we go back and review it. Does it go back to the fake punt? How much air did that take out of the balloon? They hit the ball with the gun. Momentum seemed to just really. I think it was just one play. There were so many things, you know, Kevin, there were so many plays in this game. I mean, to sit there and take one one play, I mean, the score is 20 to 10 at halftime. I mean, it's not like you're down, you're down 40, 40 points. It's 20 to 10, and you're getting the ball first. You could say the ball bouncing off of Tony's hands on an under route on the first play of the second half you know, had the same effect. Now, all of a sudden, they get an interception on a ball. That's a, you know, the worst thing that should happen on a play is you gain five. That's the worst thing that should happen. So, I mean, it isn't any one play. Just like the quarterback center exchanges aren't, aren't the, the play, I mean, you know, whether it's a fake punt or an interception off of deflection, I mean, you know, really is not relevant. There's just too many negative plays you know, across the board. There are just too many negative plays. So you felt like you get this thing turned at halftime, get the ball, down 10? Well, I'm saying let's go get any score on the board. Let's go get three. Let's go get seven. Let's get it to a one-score game. Okay, now... I, I know that if it gets in a shootout, it, it's not going to, you know, too many times I've gone into a game saying, hey, we can score a bunch of points. And as, until we do score a bunch of points, you know, I'm not going to expect that that's going to be the case. Okay, so, but I said, okay, here's what we're doing. And then, you know, I, was, it, was it the first play? I think it was the first play, wasn't it? You know, so we throw a shallow cross of which, you know, Tony had a, a lot of his yards were on those same, those same plays in the game. It was the exact same same stuff. Only this one bounces off his hands and, and, and to them and now all of a sudden, you know, now all of a sudden they got another score on the board and you know, now you're you're instead of it going could it start any worse? Could the second half start any worse than that? You know, when you you've not you've cut down your game plan and you think you've okay, here's the things that give you the best chance and now it just it just went from bad to worse. There'll be enough guys, enough guys that it's important to. Okay. And what, what our job is going to have to be is find out the ones that you, you don't feel it is important. Okay. And, that's you know that's going to be one of the major tasks that you're dealing with, because you don't know how each kid handles it. My conversation after the game, you know, I had about a 15-minute conversation, and that a lot of what you were asking was a lot of what I was addressing, because right now, from both you and I, it's rhetorical. We don't really know the answer right now. I know. I'll give you an example. Ben Heaney, 
You know, Benny went as hard at the end of the game as he went early in the game. That didn't change. You know, that guy could have, that quarterback could have walked or whoever it was running the ball up the left in the end in the red zone down inside the five yard line going in. He could have walked in. Haney wasn't going to let him score. So I'm using him as an example. There's a guy that, you know, I'm not saying he plays perfect, but he play he's going to play all out on every single play, and you know. I think that that's that's one the one thing that you're gonna have to be judging when you're watching how many guys are doing that. James Sims, he didn't get a lot of work early. Was that just the way the packages? Well, he wasn't. He wasn't in empty. You know, so when we're throwing it, you know, the two backs we're putting in are Tony and Brandon, which that's the right thing to do. You know, the problem is when we got into a couple of the packages where he was featured, that's where we had some of those negative plays that I was talking about. So he really wasn't the problem, you know. The the situation was now all of a sudden you're you're in, in long yardage all the time. It kind of takes you out of it takes you out of what you know. You need to get into short shorter yardage or else, you know, it takes him out of the game. It takes what he does the best out of the game. You talked a lot about you know one of the steps you had to take was to get more competitive and, and eliminate those kind of games. Obviously, the scoreboard shows that this was one of those kind of games. Do you feel that way, or is what you saw in the first quarter and then being in it at halftime enough? I can't justify, you know, being content with anything about that game. My first quarter to me is almost, you know, almost irrelevant because really, you know, it's the second play in the second quarter and the third quarter. You know, almost a fourth quarter might be irrelevant, you know, because it became more garbage time. But you think about it, they scored. I don't know what was their last field goal or whatever, but they scored their their field goal to go up 50, to make it 57 to 10 with like two minutes, two and a half, 12 and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So basically what you're saying isn't just a, a, a couple minutes over over a half. You just got outscored 47 to nothing. How are you going to be doing that? You're not going to beat anybody. So rather than harp on the first quarter or hop, harp on the fourth quarter, I'm really harping on the second and third quarters. I think that's where the game went from competitive to basically non-competitive. The quarterback had a little to do with that too. You guys really had him flustered early and, and seemed to really control what they were doing passing the ball, and then he got comfortable. With yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly the answer to that. You know, because like I said, I give the defense. I have a quality defensive staff, and I give them liberties to you know. Um, you know, I have to ask questions. I don't want to. I don't want to judge anything that it, that I I'd be premature on my on my end. You know, you know, a lot of times you sit there and say, well, it's so and so's fault, when it wasn't so and so's fault. So I'll wait till after I've talked to them. Till after, I'll watch the tape. I'll watch the defensive tape. You know, tomorrow morning, but then you know I'll get the critical evaluation from them about 10:30 or so. Center exchanges, do you go back to square one and see if you can find somebody who can be counted on? We've just, we were in the fourth quarter discussing, Tim and I were kind of discussing, you know, possibilities. So we'll, we'll address that for, further here in the next 24 to 48 hours. Coach, how much more painful is the loss when you see all these little things going wrong and then you say that the fourth quarter is probably relevant and you look up and 
and there's basically nobody in the stands, and people have left. And if, still I were just, if I were at the game, I probably would have left too. Now, when I was in school, I never left. Okay, when I was in school, because that we just didn't leave. We went to the game. We stayed for the whole game. Whether you won or lost a game, we stayed. But I can't, I can't complain with people leaving in this game. I mean, I can't, I can't complain about that. The product they were seeing wasn't worth keeping, keeping it around. They'd be staying just because they had friends playing, or because they were stupid like me and, and just had a sick loyalty to make sure you're there. Be a masochist. I, they should get, they should get combat pay today for staying the, for just sticking around to the end. Should they come back for the next game, though? That's a rhetorical question. Next question. I'm the, hold on, I'm the one who's supposed to be the wise guy here now. I mean, <laughs> how about Andrew Tuzili? Obviously, you know, it was an irrelevant play, but but does it mean something? And, and it wasn't really irrelevant to me, you know, because Andrew Tuzili's been a guy who, um, because of his play, got buried on the depth chart, and because of his play, is working his way back up the depth chart. So I don't consider that irrelevant at all. As a matter of fact. Here was that play. I call the protection. I call the play. I yell, Michael, throw it to him. How do you like that for a play? Sometimes you think this is real. And that's one of the few ones that worked in the game. Maybe I should do that more often. I said, Michael. And there's, I pointed at him. So he went back and laid it out there for him, and the kid made a play. I was happy for Terzillian. and I was happy for Michael. Possibility to, to dumb it down so much to where you just let these guys go play like well, that. Well, you see a lot of formations out there, but there's not a lot of plays out there. We've already dumbing it down. That's that's part of the part of the issue. Yeah. You know, it's just different ways to run the same combinations. You know, it isn't where players you'll you'll look. It isn't like they don't know what to do. It's 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 the execution of what to do. And like I said, it's easy to sit there and talk about quarterback center exchanges or punts and things like that. You know, but really at the end of the day, you know, I'm ulti- I'm responsible. You know, and you know, and and I'll accept that responsibility because that's that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Any last shots, go ahead without being sarcastic, please. There were some uh, reports that players had uh, APU, uh, all players united written on their gear. Um, what are your thoughts on that? First of all, I didn't see it. And second of all, I don't know what it is. And third of all, the only thing I saw is I saw somebody with our rest in peace. That's what I saw. And and to be honest with you, even though I didn't see it, see that, till the only one I saw was in the locker room and it was RIP, and I'd have a tough time faulting them for that one. 